Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So I'm at meditation. Uh, for a long time, I did a meditation course and I still didn't really want to do it. It didn't, it didn't resonate with me until I actually discovered guided meditations and then that something that talked to me. And finally, I started making progress with meditation, I think about three or four years after I originally did the course and someone guiding me through it, that was a difference for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I tried for so long to do it on my own. Um, lying down in the living room, on the living room floor, etc., all those types of things. And until I truly tried all avenues, and, and I stumbled across uh, guided meditation, and now we have the Mind Detox app to guide us through our meditations. It really kind of helps us get to the place where we need to be or want to be in that moment. And I'd highly recommend it. It's, it's a minefield out there, isn't it, to try and find the right tool for you? And I think we have. Uh, so if you if you want to check it out, it's called the Mind Detox app, and it's on the App Store and on Google Play and, and it will hopefully really help you get to that place. Welcome to the Naked Professors podcast. I'm Ben Bidwell. I'm sat here with Matt. But today I'm introing because uh, I've got another very special person in my life on this show. It's a, it's a mentor of mine, someone who's taught me a huge amount. Uh, he's a monk. But you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised actually what a monk sounds like and, and the message he is because he's a cool monk. He's a pretty cool monk, Matt. Did, yeah, he's a cool you, monk. You, did you have any ideas? Did you think? Well, no, we've got a monk I just thought on? monks wore brown cloaks or they lived in <laughs> Thailand and didn't speak or have sex. Now this this guy's got a girlfriend. He drinks whiskey. He swore. I mean, there, there are cool monks out there. <laughs> it's not cool to swear, Matt. You know, we should give that context. I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. I, I, I'm yeah. Thank you, Ben, for for this one because you. I never know where I'm going to go with these because um, I think I've said this before whenever I meet somebody that's further down the path of mental health awareness than me or higher educated than me um, or has a better job than me or whatever a higher income or whatever I tend to resort to my working class um, judgment fear and um, a little bit of um, what's, what's the right thing to say here I, I, I cower slightly, metaphorically, if you know what I mean. I've kind of been intimidated by it. Yeah, intimidated. And, yeah, intimidated is the best yeah. word. And he, obviously, because of meditation, because he's a monk, because of all the things he does, put me right at ease. And that was really, that was really good for me. And I was just, I was in awe of him. Or everything that he said is right on the button. He just, for me, he's the master of inner peace. He's got yeah. his mind mastery. I think he, he knows how to work his mind to give himself the best feeling of inner peace. And um, that's a powerful thing these days. You know, yeah. he learned the hard way. He had a very, uh, well, I don't know, un turbulent yeah turbulent mind that, that didn't give him any peace and he learned and he's, as you say he spent hours and hours thousands of hours meditating he's a practicing monk still I went and spent some time in the mountains with him learned a huge amount and just for me he's an example and if you listen to this podcast from here on in you'll hear someone who can teach you a huge amount about how to get your mind living in a peaceful way uh, as impactful as you can, can wish for so without further ado introducing Sandy Newbigging. Sandy, welcome to, to the Naked Professor podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, this is, it really is an honour for me because I look up to you hugely. Just to give everyone a bit of background, um, Sandy and I met about a year ago and we sat in a panel discussion and um, uh, it's actually a funny story, this wasn't meant to happen but I'm going to quit the intro because we all had to introduce ourselves on the panel, there were four of us and, and the speaker said, oh, hey, welcome everybody, do you want to introduce yourself? And I was thinking, oh God, you know, 
I'm a bit of a no one here. I don't really kind of what's my story. How am I going to introduce myself? And Sandy went first and said, oh, um, yeah, I'm just uh, writing my 13th book. And uh, I've trained, <laughs> trained to be an Ashaya monk for X1. And I thought it was just getting worse and worse for me. <laughs> Anyhow, unfortunately, um, Sandy's a lovely, lovely guy and been a huge inspiration. And, and um, uh, I've learned a huge amount. I was lucky enough to spend some time in, in, in Spain in his home. Uh, about a month ago and, and it's a pleasure to have him here today to teach us I think primarily about inner peace and we'll see where the conversation goes so welcome Sandy thanks very much it's a pleasure and it's an inspiration to be your friend too so let's get into this happy oh, days whatever this is this is nice yeah have you listened to the podcast before I um avid listener yeah every every podcast oh thank you yeah it's <laughs> awesome <laughs> every podcast you? ever ever <laughs> not just ours <laughs> in the <laughs> history of podcasting <laughs> Do you want to, um, do you want because I obviously know you now and, and, and um, there's a huge amount behind you, but can you tell us a little bit about where you've got to, where, to, to, well, where you've got to now and also how it all started for you? Well, there's two, two, two big questions. Where I'm at now is I'm currently, a, I've been a monk for over 10 years. Um, I've been a meditation teacher for the same amount of time. Uh, I've meditated for thousands of hours. Um, I've written, like you say, 12 books and uh, about meditation, self-healing, living consciously and calmly and stuff. And um, but my, my journey started more doing therapy work. Um, I accidentally created a form of therapy called the mind detox method, which ended up being shown on TV in 30 countries. And then I basically lived out of a suitcase for 10 years. And in that time, did hundreds and hundreds of one on one mind detox sessions. So like when I when I talk about mental health and meditation, I'm coming from a place of also a lot of experience in the you know, helping people with real life mental st- stuff, you know, like anxiety or sleeping disorders or, or whatever it might be. And um, so that's kind of where I'm right now. I live with my fiance up a mountain in Spain beside a meditation center. Um, ride my motorbike at weekends or whenever, you know, I like a whiskey. So it's. I was going to say, because you don't look like a monk <laughs> traditionally. You know, Matt, I don't know if you had a yeah. perception of what a monk looks like. But it's not Sandy, right? There's two right? versions of monks in my mind. Right. There's the ones with the brown cloaks <laughs> yeah. that have the shaved top of their head. Uh-huh. And then there's the ones you see in Thailand and in, uh, you know, in, in Asia that are bald and have nice silk gowns. And now we've got you know, Sandy, the third type. Who likes whiskey and he's got a most- motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. And I still have most of my hair, which is awesome. Yeah, you do. <laughs> is, I think I might want to become a monk. <laughs> wow. Well, it's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty cool thing to do, actually. Oh, how did you get into being a monk? Well, long story short, like my, I, was, I was having what was classically seen as a successful life. I was on TV in third countries, like I say. I had books out in my mid-20s with mainstream publishers, um, everything was fully booked, my retreats I was running, my courses, my clinics, everything was great. I was with the girl in my dreams, in the house in my dreams, during the car in my dreams. But then one day I woke up and realized something pretty scary, which I, I wasn't happy yet. And and that was really scary because I had achieved what my ideas of lifetime goals were. And I'd achieved them in my mid-twenties, mostly by luck. And I, my friend of mine said to me, look, you don't look very happy if you tried meditation. And I was like, oh, I can't meditate. And they were like, well, how do you know you can't meditate? And I was like, well, I can't stop my mind. I shut, I shut my eyes, I make myself comfortable, and then my mind just goes haywire. And um, they said, well, they first of all laughed at me, and they said, well, you don't have to stop your mind to experience peace when meditating. Now, that made no sense to me whatsoever. Mm. But I decided to go along and find out. Uh, my curiosity was more than my confusion, you know, at that moment in time. And so I decided to go along and at the end of this weekend, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I found this meditation technique. I'm going to use it for the rest of my life. I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I basically went home and accidentally quit after about 15 minutes. <laughs> and my life didn't get any better because I wasn't using the techniques. And I'm sure we've all had that experience. If you ever have been to uh, uh, one of these motivational weekends or read mm-hmm. a self-help book, you go, oh, this is it. And then you've forgotten it by Tuesday or whatever. And so... That that noise, by the way, that grumbling Sandy, noise is Sandy's stomach. It's not anybody's <laughs> stomach. It's my dog Alan. He's in the house again. Hey, he's like What's, a little truffle pig. So it, is he anti-meditation or something? No, What's he's this? trying to meditate. Oh, Just, okay, try. yeah, he's trying right. to. Do he's oming. Yeah. He's more monkish than anyone in this room, to be honest. Are you can be quiet down there, handsome. We're talking about big boy stuff. <laughs> okay, if you hear a grunt, that's Alan, not. Any of us. <laughs> well, I have no idea where I was in the story or even what the question was. But somewhere around meditation. Basically, um, yeah, I went off and um, I, I, could, I could basically I could attend that course, that meditation course for free. So I decided to go along again. Why? Well, because I wasn't using the techniques. My life imploded and I went from all the stuff I've just previously mentioned to losing the girlfriend, losing a child that I was raising because she wasn't biologically mine. I couldn't stay in the house because there were too many memories. And I basically found myself 
waking up a few weeks later in this new apartment, you know, having about five seconds of peace every day, which is like the first five seconds after I woke up in the morning. Do you know that five seconds? You know, just mm. you open your eyes, you come in too, and then, oh, shit. You, you, you know, yeah, you remember yeah. everything you're dealing with right now. But that five seconds was amazing because it, it showed me something that Buddha supposedly said might have been true, which was no mind, no problem. No mind, no problem. And, when, and that show, that five seconds of peace showed me that it wasn't, it wasn't life that was causing my distress. It was my mind because I was I was not very happy with all the things I thought I wanted, and I, here I was without this stuff, and I wasn't happy either. So that made me want to go back and and dive in. And the, the next time I repeat that course, they they turned to me and, and the the monks at the front they had this kind of peaceful, still look in their eyes, which really annoyed me. Um, and they said that, you know, peace was possible. They said these words that I couldn't get in my head, you know, and initially my mind wanted to say, piss off, you know, don't lie to me. You've already got my money. You don't have to, like, you know, make up fallacies like peace is possible. But they seem to be pretty congruent. And so I went off and meditate with the monks that taught me, uh, meditating 18 hours a day sometimes, six months residentially, uh, and really dove into meditation. And, you know, yeah. and since then I've done thousands of hours, obviously, because I've been, that was over 10 years ago. And so the stuff I'm sharing these days is, is not from from like theory, but actually from practical. How do you live with more peace in this uh, apparently mad world? Well, yeah. And for the for the listeners at home um, or wherever they are, what is the feeling that you have when you are properly meditating? What was such what was the allure? What was that moment when you went, oh, my God, this is it. This is meditation. Can you describe that? Yeah, the feeling is, it's almost beyond a feeling because you discover through meditation that even feelings and emotions are temporary. And what you're really looking to do with meditation is to discover more of a permanent, unchanging, underlying state. It's a pristine state. It's a, it's an unbounded state. It's a, a, a state of possibilities. Um, and most obvious, if I was to describe it, it's, it's a state of stillness and a state of silence. It's a silence even if there's sound and there's a, it's a stillness even if there's movement and by movement I mean physical movement outside or internal movement like mm -hmm. thoughts or emotions or whatever so it's this ongoing inner state of unbounded stillness is probably the easiest way I can share it and when you get to know that state which anyone can experience if they just redirect their attention uh, away from their mind up back upon this inner presence of being that we all have you start to naturally feel what you focus on, which is which is really cool, you know. So before all my focus was on my thoughts, it was on my emotions, and so my my emotions and my wellness would go up and down depending on what was going on between my ears or in my solar plexus if it was anxiety or whatever. These days I've got this ongoing inner presence of stillness and that creates this kind of contextual landscape for all this temporary stuff, which which is like an anchor into peace. So can we just um, go back? I mean, that that, that is the crux of what this conversation we're going to have but can we go back and how do we transition because i think there's probably a lot of people sitting at home going i really resonate with that bit i can't meditate you know i can't switch my mind so how I do hear you hear that all the time yeah i yeah, can't do it yeah, i just yeah. can't switch off yeah. man i can't it's not do for it. me it's yeah not, you know it's, it's it feels like I, I remember i think i used to think it was a waste of my time you know i had other things to do and i'm <laughs> sitting there nothing's happening um you know well, and even now uh, and i'll tell you my story about meditation i tried do i've tried doing it for eight years i went on a retreat in july managed to actually do it, I came out 25 minutes later and went, oh my God, I suppose I've meditated. And that for me was basically the understanding that I didn't have to shut everything off to see some sort of light. It was accepting everything in my mind and all these sounds and feelings and noises and then being completely present. And then 25 minutes later, I really felt like I'd been through a meditative session. Uh, so, and but even now I know how the benefits, I do 10 minutes every morning, but when I don't do, I skip a couple of days, maybe now and then, I still feel really anxious about it. I've got a reminder on my phone to do it. And I'm like, oh, I can't be, I can't be, I can't have the time to do that today. Yeah. Even though I know the benefits of it. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. thing in my mind that I still push away from that stillness. I, I think we live in, in such a world where we want distinction of actually what we've done. You know, meditation, you can't, there's no kind of, you can't physically show someone, you can't walk around going, I've meditated today. And people go, well mm. done you. You know, it's like actually, but I have written those four emails and I've done that spreadsheet. So that's actually something conclusive that I can say I've done. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I think no, we exactly. live in that world where we want to show what we've done. Yeah. We're in a world of doing, but that's why we're having such a hard time. You know, we've, we've, 
we've made doing more important than being. And, you know, you get more done if you are, are more focused, more clear and more still in the inside. You have greater connections with other people. You, you, you are less anxious. You sleep better. You have more consistent energy. There are so many benefits, but you, you tend to only notice these benefits when you stop meditating. I don't yes. know if you notice that. Yeah. You can kind of almost take it for granted if you're doing it. And then you, when you quit, you suddenly, why has my life got harder again? And you yeah, realize, totally. oh, the meditation's gone. So although there's not necessarily obvious, you know, always obvious benefits, they, they are definitely there, but they're just so natural that we can take them for granted. Yeah. The thing with meditation and the thing I'd, you, you reminded me of just then, Matt, was that you want to make sure you, you, you do practice a meditation that you can do both with your eyes open and closed. Because okay. we spend most of our days with our eyes open, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you are busy and you can't always get that, you know, that time. And so it's important to, to do meditations that allow you to engage that similar state, even with your eyes open when you're engaging your moment. Because ultimately, meditation is about being yourself, knowing who you really are, being present, being consciously aware. And, and you're, you're, you're able to do that with your eyes open or closed. And so it's it's... It's just a little thing if you might want to take away no, from this. No, one hundred percent, because I think <laughs> life does have a habit of layering things on top of me mm -hmm. uh, and everybody, I think. And when, whenever I would, go, going back to what you say about going on a retreat or reading a book, you have that moment of zen of like, this is the truth, I'm going to do this all the time. <laughs> and then life comes and smacks you across the head and goes, no, you've got, you've got other priorities, you need to do this. And then you mask it with different things. So when I came away from a recent retreat, I came out in this Zen mm -hmm. state with this purpose and this desire. And then you do find after a few weeks, you have to really work hard to kind of push the regular life away at times to have this stillness. But it's, it's, it's an ongoing process, isn't it? As, as, as you know, and as you would advise everybody that you, you would teach, it's, uh, it's not easy to be in this state of mind all the time. You have to really try. Um, well, the world teaches us to be otherwise, right? So, so I, you know, I, you, I'm sure you're going to say it is easy for you now. But in the world that we live in, we're constantly being, t you know, we're, be we're constantly being pulled. You know, it's, our ego is constantly being tried and tempted the whole time, yeah. isn't it? So It's a lot easier to go for a pint to make yeah. you feel happy in yeah. the short term yeah. than yeah. it is to go, right, I'm going to settle down and get some yeah. space and, and, and navigate my mind in this pure way. We are, we're, we're being shown quick fixes all the all time, the time yeah. everywhere in front of us, yeah. rather than actually, hey, let's go and As do I the hard work. sit inside. in front of a club biscuit, <laughs> ready to make me happy on the short term. <laughs> exactly, yeah, we're shown all, but that's the capitalist <laughs> world as well, yeah. it wants us buying, right? I find the hardest thing is to stop. Like that, The hardest thing about meditation for me is to actually stop. Once you're actually doing uh -huh. it, it's fine. Right, but for me, I'm 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 a natural doer. I, I love to do lots of stuff. You know, you don't get to the you know age thirty something and have written twelve books with, <laughs> without like getting to do stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, so, like it, the the challenge I think is, is to really prioritize your piece to make it important enough to schedule it in. You know, when I first started, I had to almost schedule my day around meditation instead of trying to fit meditation into my day. Because if I was trying to fit it in, I would never find time because there's always something else to do. Mm. Yeah. You must find that yourself. I mean, there's always, the some, yeah. there's always it's, something else to do. It's always so varied, I think. I think more and more people in this day and age have, they, we don't necessarily have a set pattern as it was. You know, all the kind of normal jobs have gone and we, we're all over the place. So I find, I find, I do find it difficult for me to fit in. I find that like, if I'm mindful of my scrolling, I, I find a lot of time in my day. Because okay. like, I know it's such a, it might seem like a silly thing to say, but we can spend a lot of our time in the day scrolling on our phones. Just, so you still do that? Oh, it's, well, I, if I catch myself, I go, whoa, what am I doing? Okay. But these devices, these apps, they're no, so addictive. This is, you know? this is important for me because I look at you and I'm like, all oh, right, you're perfect. You got it all down. You, you're not caught on Instagram for too long, but it happens to you still. It can have, I can, it, there's so much psychology gone into these apps. Like it's hard to... Well, gotta yeah, be pretty no, superhuman not. Aren't they? <laughs> gotta be superhuman not to. But the trick is, and even hearing this podcast, next time you're doing it, you're gonna notice yourself doing it. And if you catch yourself mid, you know, scroll, and you know this is just into aimless scrolling now. I'm not actually looking for anything. I'm just just doing it just, for the sake. Yeah. yeah. Then that's a good time. I will put my phone down, shut my eyes, and just have a few minutes, just to kind of almost offset it, <laughs> you know, because it's so easy just to lose so much life doing that. But which actually is is exactly the same thing we'll, we'll talk about with our thoughts, right? Because we are going to have thoughts that come into our head that aren't great, that that serve us in a, in a not the best way. 
and we're not going to be able to control that. that, that it's going to happen. Even the be- you know, Sandy, there, mm-hmm. there'll be negative thoughts coming to your even, even your extremely well trained mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we can do is catch those thoughts if, if we realise they're not serving us, right? We can catch yourself thinking. Absolutely, you know, you can't necessarily stop your thoughts. You can observe them. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes through observing them, that does slow them down to the point of stopping. But on a day to day basis, you're going to find that you're more likely going to catch yourself when you're caught up in thinking. And that's really when you want to then be willing to drop whatever you're thinking about and come back. You know, there's a study done by Harvard University recently. They found that the average person is, in their words, uh, lost in the thinking mind for about 47% of the day. Now, actually, I think that's a bit of a conservative figure, but let's just take that figure. What does it, first of all, mean to be lost in your thinking mind? Well, you've all had a time when you're chatting to someone and at some point you drift off. And they're, tra- they're still talking at you, but you drifted off halfway through. You're now lost in your thinking mind. They stop talking, they're looking at you, and you have no idea what to say because you, li- you lost the last two minutes or whatever. That's lost in the thinking mind. So the moment's happening, life is happening, but we're missing it completely. Now, that's massive if you think about it because the average person is doing that for half of their day. Lost. The day's lost. So half a day is half a week, half a month, half a lifetime. Most people are losing half a lifetime Trading just, off thinking just, about something. Oh, just daydreaming, you know. Not being present. Not being actually where life is happening, where their body exists, where where life, where, where, where reality is. They're just lost in, their, in a movie in so their mind. That figure, has that risen in the last 50 years? Were there any, was there research before? I don't know if there was research before. I think that's actually, it's pretty cool they're even do, doing research now about yeah. it, you know, to be honest. All I know is that, that that number can go up for sure if you have some sort of problem that you're dealing with right now, that something's playing on your mind of course you know because you know times when you can find it hard to even sleep at night because your mind just you feel compelled mm-hmm. to engage that mind and keep thinking about stuff that, didn't, that never actually helps anyone come to a creative solution by the way yeah. the best solution comes when you can drop your mind put it down uh, come back to reality come back to stillness and from that inner quietness the best answers uh, often just spontaneously arise so there's science behind this Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what is the, the science cognitive? What, what, what are the facts about meditation? Oh, well, in my, one of my books, I spent a whole chapter just sharing lots and lots and lots of different research. Um, there's loads of research on the benefits of meditation, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what is clear is that when you are able to stop thinking, uh, you don't realize how much energy and stress thinking was causing in the first place. And, and when you can actually stop thinking, your, your mind immediately becomes more still. Your body becomes more relaxed because of the mind and body are connected. And when your mind is relaxed, your body's relaxed, then your body is finally able to disengage the fight, flight, freeze response, engage the relaxation response, as they call it. And it's immediately able to start to rele- release stored stress. It's able to heal. It's able to take care of maintenance repair projects. It's able to digest better and simulate food better so many things happen as a result of the body being in a in a in, in the in a rested state and you can do that even if you're in activity as long as you know how to manage your mind um, because like for me mind mastery is is not you know always determining what your next thought's going to be or whatever mind mastery is being able to use your mind like a tool you pick it up you use it you put it back down and it's so amazing to be able to put the mind down and just hang out in stillness hang out in quietness and that's where we access intuition and wisdom and creativity. That's where we're able to connect to a much deeper level because we're not just constantly listening to the voice in our head judging other people, but we're actually able to connect from our hearts instead of our heads, you know? And that's a big part of this for me because I know we, we spoke a lot about this in Spain. That's kind of like, but, you know, in London, you know, it's not about emptiness. It's not about stillness. You know, we, people are kind of aspiring to more than that. But I think the key point that, you know, you explained so well is that actually this place of stillness and emptiness is actually full of, you know, our heart's energy, if you like, is actually full of all the beautiful things in life naturally. So that it's not pure, it's not empty. It's not a nothing. It's not a feeling of anything. It's almost returning to, to, the, to the most powerful energy that we have inside of us that are very different to our thoughts. People will often tell me that, well, you're just denying reality if you stop thinking. You know, there's things that need fixed. There's things that need worked out. I'll tell them, you look, if you want to talk about reality, well, let's first of all, let's establish what is reality. Reality is right now. You don't get more real than immediately now, right? And if every time you leave the now to start thinking about stuff, that's actually how you deny reality. <laughs> you kind of almost deny, like, I'll be back with you soon now. I'm going to go and think about stuff that isn't even happening, might never happen, or at least isn't happening anymore, right? I'm going to think about it for a while. It's going to make me feel really crap because I'm going to start feeling my thinking. And so my feelings, neg- my thoughts are negative. I'm going to start feeling bad. 
And what have I done? What have I proved? What have I improved in the last 5, mm. 10, 15 minutes if I've just been thinking and make, making myself feel shit? Mm. The health, so, the health benefit benefits are there. Yeah, we, 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 I've experienced meditation, and I can see the point of it, the the, the presence of mind. Uh, and then I, then after I have meditated, I'm far more present in situations. I'm more aware of what's going on, and I feel as if I have a better day because of it. And so many more people are picking it up now. I think you know the, the whole point that we always talk about is that you can end up living a life that you've you never really wanted if you haven't been really true to yourself Mm -hmm. and you can follow society's version of what is a successful happy life Mm -hmm. why if it's if it's it's very easily cost effective because it's free and it's your own mind and meditation is very available to everybody why isn't it taught so widely uh, to young people why isn't it something that people already know why is it now 2019 and it still feels like this secret because we're in a, a ego-created world at the moment, um, and the things that are um, advertised as what we should want are, are the furthest from you know. It's all outside yourself, basically. Um, if you want the the spiritual answer, I don't know if you're up for that, but mm-hmm. I'll give you the spiritual answer. Give but I'm all, giving this is the answers. this is this is the small print. You know, be warning. I'm going to use the G word for a second. God. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we've had God mentioned before, have we? On our podcast. But I'd, li- I'd like to go down that yeah, road. Yeah, let's Actually, hear it. yeah, let's do it. Well, the, the, the main problems on the planet, in my opinion, started when people put God outside themselves. When people put God in the sky, made him into an old man or whatever, and he was there ju- looking down at you and judging you. The minute we put our divinity, therefore our peace, our wholeness, our happiness, our joy, our love. We minute we put that on the outside, we had to now do stuff to become worthy of it or to be good enough or to eventually gather the possessions, positions and prestige in order to be wor- you know, to warrant this 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 uh, acceptance from this mm-hmm. external thing. The minute you start to redirect your attention back inward and you start to find the inner presence of, of peace within, um, the inner presence of stillness, the inner presence of the infinite, um, many of our problems just dissolve and many of the world problems would also dissolve if we aren't always putting all that stuff on the outside so that's kind of the more spiritual answer yeah. um, don't hate me if, if you believe in a God outside yourself um, I don't mean to offend anyone either but for me you know when I looked into this sort of stuff you know I've obviously you know read a lot of books about it and stuff and, and when I did it, my own exploration through being a monk and everything um there was one one phrase that really jumped out at me um, in the scriptures or whatever, and it said, the kingdom of heaven is within. And when I heard that, I was like, well, if that's true, I'd, I'd like to find out about it before I die, you know? And I, again, I don't want to, you talk about it, but you can feel it almost in the air. The minute you start mentioning things like heaven and nirvana and God, there's like this nervousness that can almost happen because it's so... These Do you th- feel they, that now? These words are so loaded with, um, uh, you know, judgments and beliefs and, and ideas and uh, conditioning, societal... It's almost like rejecting it almost. So you talk about that, oh, you're a tree hugger or you're religious or, you know, they start telling you that sort of, of stuff. Of course. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And so that's one of the things that it's... It's a vulnerable act as a guy to to sit here with two other guys and talk about these sorts of things. To that's, be honest, that's what we're all about. Mm. <laughs> that's what it, you know. What I mean? Lucky you got your clothes on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I did ask. I did ask Ben if that was a prerequisite, <laughs> and I lied to you. I'm afraid. Just wait till the end. <laughs> you don't want to see that. But anyway, that's the problem with meditating. If you sit around too much, too long, you're going to make sure you exercise as well. Um, but hopefully you know what I'm trying to say like it's yes. actually quite a vulnerable thing to actually you know talk about these sorts of things um, because it's so easy for people to go ah oh, you know that's just bullshit or you're just a tree hugger or you, you've lost your snowflake mind. is the new one I think is it's that what it is yeah. it's thrown around a lot there's one there's, do you know my biggest learning I think when I spent the weekend with you in, in Spain the biggest thing I, I can't wait to talk to you more about this is um, actually our emotions I don't know if you realised that this was the biggest thing that I took from it but mm. Um, you know, we had a conversation. I explained that I had a weekend where I felt a bit sad one, one weekend, and and you know, and, um, which is natural. We have good days, bad days, right? It happens. But you explained to me that that how actually temporary emotions are. Mm-hmm. You know, that actually they come in and then they leave fairly quickly. This is again, science is backing this, and actually, it's our thoughts that keep us 
in the in the in suffering of, of of the emotion originally mm-hmm. so we don't have to suffer anywhere near as long as we actually do if we're able to get our thinking patterns better is that fair to say is that like explain that as well as yeah i mean the average emotion if left it if, if you didn't interfere in it whatsoever from the moment that whatever mental trigger triggers it and the neuropeptide is released into the bloodstream it's only a matter of a minute or two before naturally that neuropeptide, that molecule, would dissolve back into the body. Um, we perpetuate, we we prolong our, our emotional suffering, especially if it's a negative emotion, by interfering with proceedings, by um, thinking about, oh, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? What can I do to make myself feel better? Why do I always feel this way? And we, and, and we start going into the story about whatever the problem might be. And before we know it, we're we can be into minutes, days, or even days, you know. So when you said earlier just then about oh, emotions come really fa- come and go quite quickly, that might not be everyone's experience listening to this. Mm. They can really have the same emotion for days or weeks or even years. But what's really powerful to, to start to play with even the possibility of is that, you know, would this emotion still be here if I wasn't unconsciously thinking about certain things, you know? And if I can wake up to the, that thinking, if I can start to see these thoughts, see these judgments, not not be the thoughts, not be the judge, if I can start to observe these emotions, then what what happens if I don't even resist their presence being within me? You know, there's there's so many questions we can ask that actually starts to heal our relationship with with our emotions. Matt, let's talk meditation because we've got a brilliant new app sponsoring. I think it's really important. To, to kind of highlight what this app does because I've been using it a lot recently and I've really only found meditation in my life to be a, such an important thing in the last few months and checking in is an important thing to me as you know as we do it on the podcast so on this app you can check in with how you feel in that moment and if you really want to feel motivated in a in a meeting or something get that energy there this app can actually help you get there and I'd highly recommend it it's called the Mind Detox app you can find it on the App Store and Google Play and you can go and check them out on Instagram as well it's called at Mind Detox app and, and I can highly recommend it Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, one of the main problems with meditation is people think that peace is the absence of emotion. They think that their goal is to kind of almost try to access this emotionless, numb state, which is just not human. We're here to actually feel. We're here to feel everything. But we're not here to feel in a way that most of us have been taught and conditioned to feel. Most of us are actually taught and conditioned to feel in ways that actually do prolong stress and suffering and harm the body and and our mental health too. And so it's all about having a healthier relationship with our emotions. That's what I really promote. Mm. So I'm going to bring, I, I said this to you when, we, when I was with you, but this analogy that came alive for me is, is, is a dog. Because a dog has, you know, they don't have a powerful ego like we do, right? Mm-hmm. So what they do is they, they, they have an emotion. So Matt, when you leave, walk out the door, Alan's in tears. He's, he's, he's so upset you're, you're out of here. Yeah. Uh, there's tears everywhere. And you're like, this is awful, poor Alan. I feel terrible. Terrible, yeah. 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 
two minutes later, you're you're off. Alan's he, he's fine. He's had his he's had his moment. The emotions come in. He's off now. He's on the sofa and he's chilling out, having his day. Yeah. You know, you walk in the door, however many hours later. Hey, Alan. He's so happy. Feels the emotion. A couple of minutes, absolutely all over you. Yeah. And then he's over it and he gets on with his day again. Yeah. So he feels those emotions, but he doesn't have the triggers, the the, the thoughts around the emotion after. Yes. So he doesn't stay in that space of the emotion. It just happens. He feels it. And then he carries on. Does that? How does that for an analogy? God spelt backwards is dog. Right? I, I didn't want to say it because I'd already said God already. No. But I'm glad you did. We'll have a God klaxon for the next round. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How's that for an analogy? Is that? Or am I on? Am I? Am I okay with that? I, I love it. I love it. You know, one thing that dogs are is they're present. They're not Always. thinking. They're just present. They're, they're dealing with whatever is coming their way. Oh. And they're <laughs> on track. Yeah, that's right. And they're, <laughs> And the thing about dogs is they're always having the appropriate level of emotional response to what's ever happening. They're always having the appropriate emotion, should I say. Don't worry about level, but they're having the appropriate emotion. And that's, we're not always doing that. You know, if the more present you become, the more you'll find that you have whatever emotion that life is inviting you to have. But the moment moves on. We often don't because we get stuck in our heads. But if you can keep going with the moment and stay present, you're going to have more emotions than ever. But they're going to come, they're going to go. They're going to become, they're going to go. And you're going to have much more energy in the day or or even during the day because you're not going to be unconsciously suppressing emotions. And you're not going to be feeding off almost like dead emotions. It's going to be alive emotions fed by life itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you live in your thoughts, it's draining. You have no idea how much energy is used up thinking until you stop thinking. Mm. It's one of these things. You get used to the kind of the toll it takes on your body. But when you actually stop overthinking, then um, there's this there's this, this ongoing well, underlying energy. You just energy. said something really fascinating. It's the suppression of thoughts or feelings, emotions and or dreams, uh, aspirations, etc. When I when I had my 25 minute meditative state on this retreat, I started to think and, and I was totally aware of what was coming into my mind mm-hmm. it felt like things from 10 15 years ago just gradually popped back into my mind I went oh you where have you been mm-hmm. oh yeah and, and for me I've talked to you about it Ben is 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 writing and recording music is is an expression of my inner demons of myself but I've pushed that right down in my life hmm. and when I started to think of nothing or medita- meditating it just kept coming back up and that for me the suppression of thoughts emotions feelings aspirations has been a huge thing for me then i've started to look in what else have i been suppressing in my life what else have i been doing because all i feel like i've done over that time had been just masking them or suppressing them even more by having a busy mind and, and as soon as i just let it to rest all these things kept popping up. It was a fascinating thing. So the the world, as I see it, you know, I'm, I feel as if I'm sometimes a, an example of like a, a modern guy that's led a life that he should have lived and mm-hmm. tried to please all of his mates and peers around him and then realised that's not good enough, that's not really me. So there must be a world of people with suppressed feelings, emotions and aspirations. And meditation is a way out of that. You know, we keep talking about meditation and we want to kind of differentiate between the actual act of meditation and the almost attitude of life that you tend to have when you are living more consciously mm-hmm. and meditating. It's important to kind of make that okay. distinction because, you know, I don't want people to think, oh, you just have to shut your eyes and meditate. The, the, what comes from meditation is a more awakened awareness, a more awakened attitude, a better relationship with life, a better mm-hmm. relationship with yourself, your, your mind, your emotions, your body, your circumstances. It's all about improving your relationship with life. And... That This is a fascinating topic. I love that you've raised it, Matt, because so many people think if they just meditate and become present, they're going to become like this boring, numb or like, you know, personality-less kind of, mm. you know, empty being or whatever. The reality is that when you actually start entering into this more awakened attitude and relationship with life, you become more of yourself. You become mm-hmm. more of your flavor. We've all got a unique flavor and we're often trying to be someone else's flavor and we're actually missing our own, you know. And the more you let go of all this thoughts and thinking, conditioning, these beliefs and these opinions and judgments and resistances and attachments and all this thing about the past and future, when that's not there, what's left is a spontaneous you, yeah. you know. And, and when you're more out of the way, when you're not dealing with all that stuff, you're actually much more able to live your purpose. The purpose that you're here for, the purpose you're born to do. Yeah. A lot of people are questioning, like, what am I supposed to do? Well, 
you know, if you could let go long enough, if you could stop trying to figure it out, if you could stop all the planning of what you think will make you happy and you become present, you'll find that life is constantly showing you your purpose. It's constantly being presented through either ideas, inspirations, or invitations or, or whatever. And before you know it, the more you live more still and what we call surrendered, i.e. you're not holding on to all these thoughts and emotions and stuff, then the more still and surrendered you are, the more you're able to actually do what you came here to do. I, I feel like I think more like I did when I was probably 10 years old. That's awesome. one thing. That's that progress. Yeah. That's yeah, massive absolutely. progress. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> the getting... same music, the same food and clothes and attitudes towards things. I go, oh my God, yeah, he had it all worked out. When, well, maybe even dogs have it even better because you have less layers of life. Yeah. And when you shed, well, I shed back to what it was, this 10-year-old kid that wanted to be slashed from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> it's like that O2 advert, you know, be more dog or whatever. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think that's coming the moral of the story. But that is totally it. You know, you're, you, you have a natural flavor and you're here to do something important. We all are, believe it or not. I, I genuinely mean that. But we can be suppressing it and getting ourselves stuck in a rut because we're trying to live up to other people's ideas of what will make us happy or what, or what a successful life looks like. Mm. And that's what happened to me. You know, I'd got all the stuff I thought would be successful, but I never felt successful. What I've discovered since is if I can let go, if I can stop trying to figure it all out and I can show up fully to life, it's almost like life knows the exact formula for my happiness. Yeah. It's trying to give me that all the time on silver platter after silver platter. It's like the red carpet of life rolls towards me instead of me having to knit my own bloody carpet every day. And that is a really nice way to live, just present and aware and awake and like, hey, life, bring it on. What do you want me to do today? Yeah. And if you do that, you'll tend to find your p purpose if you look back and go, oh, wow, look, look what's happened. But it's not like you're having to create it yourself. It's, it's, it's happening and you've stopped, you know, uh, blocking it. The way I see it is that we've got this energy inside of us. And, and, and you know, I kind of point to my stomach, but... And as we live through life, kind of these stories, how these events happen that we create stories about, and then it's a layer on top, it's a layer on top, it's a layer on top. And this energy inside of us in this stomach is then covered in these massive amount of layers of stories of all the experiences that we've had. Is he talking about a six-pack again? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we've just got this massive sort of blockage of stories from past events that we've created on, from the perceptions of everything that's happened to us. That's, that really is a massive layer on top of this energy inside of us, this natural energy that you're talking about that is the, is the unlocking of our purpose. And for me, things like meditation and, and living more consciously is now slowly stripping away the, the, yeah. the, the, the stories. And I always, in my coaching, it's almost like we're making little punctures. You know, we're just punching through little stories and little bursts of energy coming back up from our stomach of our kind of our truth, our natural source mm. of energy. And if we can keep punching more and more, the more of these bursts come through and then we're coming alive to our, actually to ourself again. Um, yeah, I, I certainly wasn't put on this world to post things on Instagram to please people I've never met or like, no. you know, it's sim it's simple things like that. Yeah. You know, you, you, you realize that very early on. Yeah, and I think we're living in that type of world now where it's all about living in this uh, made up reality of, a, of an avatar of yourself. And that you're putting out to the world to try and please people you don't like constantly, whatever world you live in. And that's like the ultimate ego trip, isn't it? Yeah. Like that's the ego puts everything outside yourself because the, the worst thing you could do for the ego is actually look inside to find yourself. The mind, the mind, the voice in your head, the ways you feel, the body you have, the clothes you wear, the car you drive, the house you live in, all that stuff. And, you know, it would be great to do like an inverted Instagram you know, wall and see how popular it was if it was just all the ugly parts of your life and see how many likes you got because people are only putting up the pretty stuff. Yeah, well, what was interesting, I did an experiment recently where I was, well, actually, in the last six months, I've only really tried to be authentic on Instagram and it really works because people really resonate with it. And you, when I'm being honest more than, hey, you know, oh, I'll just put out a pic that I did in this photo shoot in 2012 because I think I look handsome and it'll get a few likes. You know, you kind of lose whatever following you have. And over the, I did this um, monthly check-in uh, thing. So every morning I would check in like people do at therapy and on retreats, etc., with three words that you're feeling in that moment and with a brief explanation. So I did that every morning. There was a really good following at the beginning. Oh my God, this guy's been vulnerable and exciting and, and all that. And halfway through, there was a drop off being, of people like, oh, this is kind of boring now. I want only want to hear Matt with he's sad because it's more exciting 
so I'd get lots more views when I was like, oh, I'm a bit frustrated today. So lots of people would jump in and say, it's okay, hun, you can just listen to some Bon Jovi or something, whatever it is, <laughs> makes you happy. La, 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 la. And I was like, the, no, 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 the point is, is that this is how I feel in that moment. Sometimes I've forgotten to press record and I've re had redone it and I feel something different, like within minutes. So 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 throughout that, I realised as well, there's all these analytics and stuff you can see on Instagram now of people dropping off and what likes you get, how many impressions you get, all this nonsense. And I could see my followers, I was losing followers throughout the throughout the month, but I was gaining the, the same amount pretty much. So I'd lose like in a day 48 followers, but I'd gain 51 or something and it was a really interesting drop-off of authenticity so there's a bunch of people that dug it and there's a lot of people went no 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 we just want to we just want to see you looking handsome on a red carpet or somewhere that's all we want or whatever it is we want to see your dog and and for me as an experiment and something i enjoy doing anyway the 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 kind of correlation between being authentic and this avatar version of yourself you could just definitely see people just going oh i, I didn't tune into matt for this rawness but then lots of people also dug it as well so it was for me it was a really interesting experience that's, really that's, interesting that's such a healthy process i think yeah you know, the, the, the thing for me is that we filter are, it's, it's filter exactly that if you show up and be yourself you know we, we tap into that energy that we talked about before that your real energy yeah then yeah it's not going to be for everyone but i'd much rather that that people saw me my my real me and only a few people and they really liked that than 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 everyone just thought i was okay and i didn't really have that connection because we don't have to have connection with but everybody that, that was that was what re was really interesting like i went out and went i don't care if i lose followers i don't yeah. care if i don't get many likes That's but when liberating. i started to come in and i wouldn't get so many because they were like oh this is 7 minutes long he's waffling again <laughs> and you know and, or whatever it was I, there was a part of me that was like oh no but i can't start losing likes i can't yeah, start losing followers and and that for me was huge and then all of a sudden after day day like 24 i was like fuck it yeah. it's fine and it's it's all good everything's welcome but we do live in a world where we just care too much about bullshit like that. We need everyone to like us. I'd rather Our just four does. people like me and me be, for let them be me. Really? Like, you. Yeah, exactly. Me really be me. Yeah. Then thousands like this fake me because I can't live up to that fake me all the time. Completely. I think that's that's the same for most people, right? Well, I don't know. I think we're, we're, we're conditioned or we live in a world that's conditioning us to, to, to needs everyone to like us. That's, what, that's where we live. And, uh, you know, I know from my own example... But for the first 30 years of my life, I was living in a space where I needed everyone to like me and I wouldn't really show up as a result. I didn't really let anyone really see me because if they really saw me, they might not, you know, I was far more um, open to opinions. Yeah. You know, I was, I was much less bland and... and, and um, God, yeah. Yeah. So actually, but actually, so now I've got all my kids off on, on Instagram. It's not going to be for everyone, right? You know, I, I fully acknowledge that. I did that. know. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, look, some <laughs> people are going to like it. Some people are going to go, this is really yeah. cool. I really like what you're doing. And I have a, that's lovely. Other people are going to go, absolutely not for me. What are you doing, you weirdo? And that's cool. But I'm showing up. It's authentic to me. And I, I feel that energy. And it, I think hopefully people can see that. And that is a massive lesson for us all, I believe. If we show up, be yourself, and, and be okay if some people don't like you. That, that tap into yourself yeah. you have to be happy about people not liking you yes if everyone likes you then you are way too boring or way too or, <laughs> yeah. or way too general you're you know like I, I i think we're doing you're doing something right if some people love you and some people can't stand you you know I, and especially in the work that i do you know the there's going to be people that don't like what I have to say. It's going to press some buttons. It's going to make them feel uncomfortable. You know, they're going to get annoyed at me talking about peace all the time if they're not feeling... There can be many reasons for it. But I think you should be happy for some people not to like you. I think we have to welcome that possibility. You have to be willing to experience the full spectrum of possibilities in life. Otherwise, you're going to get stressed and get you know end up suffering. Did that happen to you in your real life when you when you changed uh, when you became a monk, for example? Did it piss people off? Did your family members not understand your process? I'm not sure if they understood, but they were very kind. I've had, I've been blessed with a very cool family. Um, they don't don't quite get it, but they they are you know they, they as long as I'm That's happy fine. and I'm not in a cult, they're happy. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, when it comes to other people, there was a few people that did it did press the buttons. You know, often when when the more happy you become, the more uncomfortable you can be around for others if they're not happy because you're kind of a reflection to them. They, they, yes. It makes them uncomfortable. Often people want to kind of prod and poke me to kind of go, hey, you know, 
it, it looks like judgmental. It looks like they're being just mean. But actually, what I see is a, a person who wants peace but doesn't know it's possible for them yet. You know, often if they're poking me, they're often saying, is your peace real? Mm. You know, is it really possible for me too, honestly? Like, so I kind of, I've, had a, I've been blessed to, to travel the world and ask thousands of people the same question. If you could have a magic wand and, ask, and have one wish, what would you ask for with oh. this one wish? And this question, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm in Mexico or Melbourne or wherever. The answer is happiness, peace, love, contentment, freedom, or something like that. Not it's Instagram a, followers? No, really? No, no. no. Mental. It's a funny thing. They, they don't want that. They haven't asked me yet. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. There's not a single person that's wanting something negative. And that's yeah. actually an important point because that means that the, uh, in, in the thousands of people I've asked personally, and I've not met a single person who wants arguments, conflict, uh, or any, anything else negative, you know? That's important because now when I meet people, everyone I meet, looking around this room who's here now and everybody up the street, everybody wants peace or happy or, or love. That, that, that's my that's my conclusion I've come to. Even people that do weird things that you know that clearly is not good and might even go to prison or whatever. At the, at the heart, if you ask them, um, because the, the monks that I work with, you know, they, they, a lot of them teach uh, uh, meditation in prisons and stuff. Uh, big you know high security prisons in Mexico and stuff. They're all learning to meditate. It's amazing. Um, but none, it helps me be more compassionate because even if someone's being an idiot or being mean to me. That's a surface level behavior. But underneath that, I know that person wants peace. Mm. They just don't know how to experience it right now. And that's the difference. They don't know, yes. they don't know how to experience it. And, and therefore, there's more compassion. I think maybe they think they, think they know how to experience peace. So unhappiness and love. So if you said to somebody, what do you want in your life? They say happiness. Mm -hmm. And they're in this pursuit of happiness. But they maybe have the wrong impression of what happiness is. Well, they're putting in the future all the time. They're yeah. putting in the future. They're if most people who think they know how to experience happiness, but if they're not experiencing it yet, they're they're putting it at the end of their rainbow, whatever that rainbow is for them. You know, the nicer house, nicer car, less yeah. stress. Uh, woman or man with me that doesn't moan at me all day, or what? They'll have some sort of reason why they're not experiencing peace right now. Or in, in a way, you kind you you said it before, you weren't happy with everything you had, the dream car, the, the girlfriend, mm -hmm. the, the house, all the things. But you did it in a way that was quite pure. You were releasing books, trying to help people. It wasn't as if you were in the city, you know, making people poorer for you to be richer. You, mm -hmm. you were still on a really uh, kind of a divine path in a way with the results that you thought would make you happy. So it can happen even if you're doing amazing things. I always wanted to live a life that m meant something. I had this, that was my, the worst fear, my worst fear was actually living a purposeless life that had that had no impact at all whilst I was here. That was my greatest fear. So yeah, that definitely did drive me and it made me want to do things like, you know, a, a profession where I get to help people on a daily basis. Mm. It, it's a pretty cool profession. Yeah, I think my, my point being that there's a few people in my life now who have an experience of like inner reflection they feel as if they have this purpose and they have an idea of what that purpose is i'm going to go and do this and um if they can get back into the same track of um, negative thought and try in the pursuit of this happiness but in my perception of what that is now it's the actual pursuit is for me paradise that's having something having a goal and whatever being malleable to what that is is of what I find real happiness is the is the trek is the strive I have a new target I go to the New York Marathon in a few weeks time looking forward to that it's gonna be horrible on the day and the achievements never as great as this process for me so it doesn't matter necessarily if your purpose is to have a brand new BMW or whatever it is or a Bentley and or if it's to become a meditative teacher mm -hmm. in in some in Peru or whatever whatever it is the pursuit I find is the the happiness yeah absolutely the thing with you know some people again think that if you do like live consciously or with meditation or stuff you can't have goals and or you have to give them up it's like no like I've got loads of goals the difference is I'm not attached to getting any of them and it's the attachment that's the problem attachment again puts your happiness in the future I'm not I can't be happy until Yes, I can't relax until, mm -hmm. you know, I can't experience any peace until and that is the until it's the attachment where you are again, you're postponing your peace unnecessarily. That's where 
um, goals become a problem for a person. But I think you don't want to become rudderless. You want to have, you know, intentions like you have. And I love how you see that the, the journey is the paradise. That's really yeah. awesome. Nicely put, because that's it. If you can show up right now, you're going to find that, well, that goal might have been the inspiration to get you going, but you might end up somewhere completely different, which is absolutely perfect for you. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so you. how do we enjoy the journey? How do we enjoy the process? Live present right now? Is that the only answer? Well, there's kind of five things that I would recommend someone lets go of. <laughs> um, the judgment game. So you've got to start seeing the judgments in your mind and stop being the judge. You've got to see the judgments, not be the judge. Don't try to stop judging ever because your mind's going to judge. That's when the mind... Natural. It's, it's, it's what natural, the mind yeah, does. And judging yourself, judging others. Yeah. It's how it makes sense of reality. So judgment game, you've got to see the judgments, not be the judge. Resist, persist. Second thing. You got to see when you're in resistance, when you're fighting life, and you got to be willing to drop drop the fight and and welcome what's actually happening right now. Even if you don't want it, don't have an inner fight because that inner conflict keeps the thing continuing that you don't want. So you have to like, okay, this is where I'm at. What am I going to do about it? And it might sound really simple, but you want to turn to life and say, bring it on. Third thing, the attach catch. We talked about already attachment. You know, you've you, you got to be careful. All the times you kind of are necessarily postponing your peace or happiness or whatever until a later date. You can experience it now. The only time you can experience it is now. So you have to find a way to experience peace and go for your goals. Peace, you know, find fulfillment and whilst you go for your goals. Um, simple little affirmation is, if you catch yourself caught up in an attachment, I can want this without needing it. Uh-huh. You see the difference? Yes. I can want this without needing it. And that helps to just come back to reality and, and not being so attached. Fourth thing, the time trap. The time trap is the belief that the, your past and future is relevant. <laughs> you know, yes, you know, there's a past and future. You might, if you think about it, but actually our, our belief that the past and future is relevant means that we constantly put our attention on mem past memories and future ideas this is the moment of power, right here, right now. So that's the fourth one. And finally, um, the chronic controller. We need to be willing to let go of the chronic controller if you're going to enjoy your life. We don't realize how much control freaks we actually are. And I, I don't want to offend anyone, but if as long as you're thinking, this, you're trying to control something normally. The minute you're willing to drop so, having so controlling, and you don't realize, we don't really realize it, but we're, we're so controlling in so many different aspects of our life. The more we're willing to let go of control, the more we're willing to meet life where it's at, um, that's where the magic happens. See that, so we want a magical life. We want a, an alive life. We want a, not just, you know, we, we want to have a life. And um, the magic comes from letting go of control. Because if everything's controlled, then, you know, you're, you're quite rigid and, and you're trying to fit and force your day into your ideas of what should happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, have ideas of what should happen, but now be curious and go, okay, what? But what is going to happen? <laughs> Bring it on, life. If you can get play with these five simple, simple things, your mind's going to become much quieter. You're going to be much more alive, and there's going to be much more magic in your life. That was that was a good question for me to ask, wasn't it? It was almost you know you had that sort so well prepared. It was amazing. It was a good it, idea. It wasn't set, it wasn't set up for Phil. It was it was so well answered that it was set up. It's a perfect way to kind of summarise what we were talking about today. It was, well. wasn't it? Yeah, but you know it was my fault. But we didn't have a check in, so it'd be nice to have a check out, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely a check out. I yeah. think one hundred percent. What's you know, the check out? So, so we we said at the beginning we like you know you can share three three things that you're feeling right now. So we so we normally start that way by checking in with each other how we feeling. Three three things, three feelings. But I rabbited on and 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 was was gushing about everything about you. So uh, we're going to check <laughs> out um, with with some okay. some feelings. Do you want to do you want to take this? Yeah, should I go first? Go okay, so um, I for me just sitting here. This this fills me with inspiration when I every when I hear Sandy speak. I mean, the first time I ever heard you speak, it, you know, it fills me with inspiration. But um, do you know? What? So so I'm definitely inspired. Um, there's definitely an ego, a voice inside of me that that's um, also kind of gets quite scared because I get quite intimidated by the amount of knowledge that Sandy has. You know, as a coach myself, it's you know sitting there going, God, there's so much still to learn. Yeah, you know, so there's definitely part of that inside of me that that intimidate, intimidate, intimidation, I'm feeling, yeah. oh, I'm feeling intimidated. 
But last, you know, really, I just I feel just really happy to be back in the studio and having these conversations again because we know our diaries have been so rammed. We haven't got this out as quick as we have. It's lovely to be back and having these conversations. So I'm just really sort of, you know, overridingly just happy to be back in these seats. Mm. And that's me. I'm I'm out. They're my three. Okay. um, I'll go next, if I may. I'm going to check out with... I do get frustrated when I talk about stuff like this it with like-minded people in this scenario because I feel like everybody should know it and I feel I know people that could I know I am listening to myself going oh my god I sh- yes that's what I should be doing all the time and I feel sometimes I get taken back off track and I get I, I kind of um I've, I'm putting a lot of pressure at the moment on to get this information out there why aren't we doing this all the time you know why why isn't this conversation happening everywhere all the time we could save people's lives because you know and it sounds so frivolous when you throw it around and, and how this information is important but it's it's vital it could save people's lives you know and and that that's why i feel frustrated when when we have these conversations as well as inspired um because like as you say you know it's sitting here having the privilege of being in this situation scenario having a conversation and as well being able to understand it because there were times in my life where this would have gone straight over my head so i'm inspired by the conversation and um i'm uh, i'm frustrated that this conversation isn't happening everywhere and i'm going to say that i am um i'm really content when i'm in this scenario when i'm having these conversations have an eye contract with people that can pass on information and being able to kind of bounce that around. So it makes me feel really content. So I'm frustrated, content and inspired. I'm out. What are you, Alan? You hungry? Yeah, he's hungry. (laughs) Always hungry. Sandy. Sandy. Wow. (laughs) Um, I hope I get this right, how you do this, but I'll do my my best shot. Well, first of all, I I feel uh, I feel really uh, happy because I, I knew that Ben was a great guy, but it's really nice to meet you. You're actually genuine, a really nice, genuine guy, Matt. Thank you. It's really nice. I can really, I can see your genuineness and your your desire for uh, purpose, peace, uh, making a difference in the world. And it's really, it's always nice to meet a like-minded <laughs> uh, man. Thank you. Um, second thing is, I I have like, oh, have I said enough? There's so many things I could have said. So I kind of, I do have that sense of. Oh, I want you to talk about anxiety. I think there's lots of people could 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 learn a lot about our take on anxiety and stuff, and how you can uh, be free from that. Because I think some people listen to that wanting to talk about. Sounds anxiety. like there's a round two coming. <laughs> I don't know what they should be because I feel like we're we're creeping into an hour and it's not long enough yeah, yeah. now. We, no, could, no. we could do we're a whole going hour. deeper this year. Yeah, we, could, yeah. we could do yeah. a, we could do an hour on this. We could then get you back into anxiety. Then we can do <laughs> depression. Yeah. Then we could just you know. It'd be fun. It'd be, we could do a little series, a little uh, absolutely. Series. <laughs> but that's why I'm, I get a sense of I want to share more. You know, so I have that kind of sensation. Um, but I just really, you know, what, what I feel is uh, a real joy from being able to to ha- meet people like you and and to share this sort of message. You know, my my message is simple. You know, peace is possible. And it uh, is easier than you might think to actually experience. Um, but you have to make it a priority in your life. So I, I hope uh, that, you know, people are leaving this podcast. Uh, Especially Alan. Sorry, yeah, Alan he's just having a, having a great time eating his own lead. Um, he, wants to ch- he wants to check in. He does. <laughs> Or check out, I don't or know. Or check out, whatever it is. I am is. God. I am God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, carry on. Could we interrupt? No, that's it. Yeah, just, um, so I don't know how to summarize that, but great to meet you guys. Um, I hope I shared enough to in, in, inspire you guys to follow up more in this and to close your eyes in order to, to wake up to a better life. And um, don't forget, whatever is happening, however dark it may seem, you are uh, you're so close to peace. It's a hair's breadth away. It's closer to your next breath, and you just need to to be be willing to search out a way to actually to actually find it. But peace is possible. And as well, just before we go, where can we find out more about you? As have you do, do you have a website, a Instagram page? What book do you have to plug? Come on, this is this is yours. Take it. Well, if you can spell my name, it's Sandy Newbigging. Two G's in the middle. Dot com, sandynewbigging.com. I also have an academy, calmacademy.com. I teach 
uh, people, uh, mind calm coaches, if they want to teach meditation, um, I teach mind detox petitioners, I teach calmologists. Um, so check out the academy if you actually want to transform yourself but actually have a meaningful career at the end of it because um, that's really, really cool. Which I can vouch for. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone can come to Spain to my house, though. That, uh, <laughs> no. I can't promise that, but we'll see what happens. Uh, no. And uh, they're all online, so you can do them anytime, anywhere, these courses. Um, I have an online membership site called thecalmclan.com, uh, or calmclan.com, where people can, we have monthly, week, weekly meditation gatherings and monthly meditation classes and stuff. It's really cool. I'm trying to make this really accessible um, for any price range. If you have a desire uh, to live more calm and consciously, then, then you can either do it for yourself with the Calm Clan or trained to help others and, and really be the peace you want to see in the world through the, the CAM Academy. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much. I'm sure we'll have you back on. I would love to do that. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Um, oh, I hope you agree, everyone, with what we said just before the podcast. What a very calm, inspirational, lovely human being. And indeed, not what a monk usually sound like. He's got Especially- a motorbike. He's got a motorbike, a monkey bike. <laughs> exactly. Does that work? <laughs> does now, does now. Uh, yeah, I just want to find out more about him. I just kind of want to hang out with him. Well, look, he's written 12 books, so there's plenty of opportunity. Yeah. Um, he, he, he is a, an extremely impressive and knowledgeable man for me. He's taught me a huge amount, and it's a privilege to, to share that conversation. And actually hear you two talk as well. I love that. It's really mm. nice, to, nice to hear. So I hope everyone takes a lot out of it, because I think there's some, some gems of education in there. Definitely. Definitely. And we, that was the first time we talked about God, I think, as yes. well. We touched on religion. Yeah. Um, but that not, was really not, interesting. I don't think how we, people normally think of God. You know, he gave a different interpretation, a different understanding yeah. of God, which I resonated with, actually. Well, Alan was in the studio, yeah. wasn't he? And, I, and my, he, my interpretation of, he's my God. God, spelt backwards, is dog. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's um, unconditional love. It's this higher power, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I like the idea of it. I like talking about it. I'm open to it. So I'm very grateful for that conversation. So thank you, Ben, for sorting mm-hmm. that one out. Thank you for being part of it. It's, it's nice uh, one. another pleasurable conversation to have. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, if you did enjoy it, uh, go on to the uh, Naked Professors uh, podcast. <laughs> no, you ruined the seamlessness. <laughs> I go just on. had to comment. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you like it, comment, rate, and subscribe, and go onto our Instagram page, which is the Naked Professors underscore Podcast, and go onto our Twitter, which is TNP Podcast, and leave your comments there. Share the and love. So yeah, if, if 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 you know someone with a busy mind, who who you can feel that there's there's negative energy inside of them, that perhaps you know you can feel is it's holding them back, then you know this could be a good one for them to listen to. Thanks for listening. thank you Um, so Matt meditation has been a big part of our journey it's about taking control of our thoughts trying to actually understand why we think how we do and and actually change those thoughts to actually something that serves us better and we've got an app that helps us with that yeah it's called the Mind Detox app and I think first and foremost for me meditation helps me really become more present and in that moment and accept all these things in my mind and and that was the big process for me is is taking some time out for me and really grounding myself and and I couldn't do it just on my own so I had to find you know I've been through different uh, apps and different processes but I found uh, this one to be a phenomenal help for me and and it helps that I, I know the owner of the app as well Fiona Lamb she's helped me two years ago so it's just a continued continued therapy for me as well and uh, it's called the uh, the mind detox app check it out botox cosmetic out of botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information including boxed warning visit botoxcosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300 remember to ask for botox cosmetic by name To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.